Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spiritual and spirited community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. We are worshiping remotely, so when I say I'm glad you're here, I mean I'm glad you're in your living room watching, or in your dining room, or in your den, or on your phone. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being with us. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in everyone. One of the things we like to do on a Sunday morning, if we can see the comments, is to greet one another in the comments as a way of greeting the holy in our midst. We light this chalice so that its flame may signify the spiritual strands of light that bind our hearts and souls with one another. Even while we must be physically apart, we bask in its warmth together. Seeds by Reverend Meg Barnhouse Who are my children? One's a baker in Cairo with flour on her cheek. One's a banker in Oslo with dreams of playing in a tuba band. One child lives in the mountains of Peru and loves to watch the Oscars. I have a son who's a monk in Kathmandu and has a bird he's taught to whistle and a starving daughter in Kinshasa who dreams of running in the Olympics. One of our cousins is a pine tree on the side of a mountain in Japan and one is a catfish drowsing in the Mississippi mud One is a bear in North Carolina, and one is a butterfly in Finland. The woman held an apple seed in her hand and held it to the sun. It's easy to count the number of seeds in an apple, she said. But tell me, how many apples are in this seed? How many apples are in this seed? How many generations are in this child? This congregation has a mission. We wrote it together. We wrote it on the wall. And we say it together every Sunday. Please join me. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. After our mission, we have a moment for beloved community and 
This Sunday, again, our moment of beloved community is me telling you about another mistake I made. I've been so upset, as you all have as well, uh, by the murder of George Floyd by Minneapolis police. I posted on Facebook the video that first came out of the police officers holding him down and that one kneeling on his neck. A friend of mine wrote and asked if I would take it down because everyone in the communities of color, in the marginalized communities of our country, understands and is already shocked by police violence against people of color. They don't need to be re-traumatized by their white friends trying to wake up outrage in the white community by posting these videos. And I began to think, I took it down immediately, of course. And I didn't just delete it, I, I said why I had taken it down. And then I started to think, how upset would the people I know be to see someone killing a dog by kneeling on its neck? We would be horrified, outraged, disgusted. I don't believe a video like that would last five minutes on Facebook. And I want to ask my dear friends who, along with me, identify as white, why you think there would be more outrage and disgust over a video of someone killing a dog than of these police murdering George Floyd. Let's not put up those videos anymore. Good morning and happy Flower Communion Sunday. Some flowers are really big and old and beautiful and bright, like this bush behind me. Can you see how big this is? I'm so excited to share all these beautiful flowers with you today. And some flowers are smaller, maybe quieter, maybe living just in the cracks of the sidewalk or in shadows where we don't notice. And sometimes the state of our mind helps us see flowers or not. If we're happy and joyful and going through the world with open eyes, we might see all the flowers everywhere, see all the little moments of kindness and light. But if we're tired or sad or busy, we might not see all the flowers that we pass by. In today's story, four brave flower friends go to the city on a big adventure to save the city park by spreading their seeds. But along the way, their seeds are scattered as well, and they um, spread little flowers all throughout the little cracks of the city. And there's all these little moments of color in the book that I didn't notice the first time I read it. It was only when I read it for the second time that I saw all these little seeds they were scattering along the way. So I invite you to read with an open mind and an open heart, big open eyes, and look for the bright spots of color. Poppy and the Blooms by Fiona Woodcock. On top of a hill not far from here live Poppy and her friends. There's Dandy and Bluebell and bright little Buttercup. Together they run wild, spreading sunshine wherever they go. One morning, Poppy woke up with a strange tingling feeling. It fluttered in her tummy, 
and shivered the tips of her petals. Hop on your wheels, Blooms, she said. We've got to go to the city. It wasn't long before they saw the sign. Buttercup's glow lit up the words. Today's the day, last park in the city to be closed. We have to save the park, cried Poppy. But where is it, said Dandy, uncertainly. The city is so big. How will we ever find our way? Follow me, said Poppy. We need to get higher up so we can look out for the park. Keep climbing, Buttercup, said Dandy, breathlessly. We're nearly there, called Bluebell. We made it, said Poppy. Can anyone see the park? But then, stop, cried Poppy. Now what are we going to do, said Dandy. Well, Poppy replied, it looks like there's only one way to go. And it's down. Bluebell edged her skateboard forward. Ooh, this will be fun, she grinned, and wee! It's soft, but very smelly, giggled Bluebell. Can you see that these are trash sacks? Picking themselves up, the four friends sped through alleyways and down dim side streets, their wheels whirring. Come on, whooped Poppy. The park must be just around the corner. A car, shouted Poppy. Quick, this way. They scrambled up to safety, up and up and up. Where does this end, said Dandy, as Buttercup lit the way. At last, they reached the top. They could see the park, but now it was far, far below. I'm tired, said Dandy. There must be a way down there, said Poppy. I'm sure of it. How, said Buttercup. Quick, grab hold, called Bluebell. This is fun. They landed in just the right place to run wild and spread their sunshine. Let's get to work, said Poppy. So they did just that. And a whole lot more. There's the park. And there's all of the flowers they've spread all over the city. When the blooms arrived back home after their adventure, they turned and saw just how far their magic had spread. Poppy's petals tingled once more. Hey, blooms, we did that, she smiled. We did it together, said Dandy and Bluebell and Bright Little Buttercup. One field poppy plant can produce as many as 50,000 seeds, which goes to show that even something very small can make a big difference. Fiona Woodcock. Did you see the colors in the city? It was a little bit magical, wasn't it? How the seeds just immediately created flowers and color everywhere they go. In real life, seeds take a while after you plant them before they bloom and grow and turn into a flower and turn into color. Just like seeds of kindness, seeds of love, seeds of justice take a while to grow after you plant them. But it's still worth doing and it's easier if we do it together. Our reading today is by Ralph Waldo Emerson, a former Unitarian minister in the 1800s who was one of our transcendentalist leaders. These roses under my window make no reference to former roses or to better ones. They are for what they are. They exist with God today. There is no time to them. There is simply the rose. It is perfect in every moment of its existence. Before a leaf bud has burst, its whole life acts. In the full-blown flower, there is no more. In the leafless root, 
there is no less. Its nature is satisfied, and it satisfies nature in all moments alike. There is no time to it. But man postpones or remembers. He does not live in the present, but with reverted eye laments the past, or heedless of the riches that surround him, stands on tiptoe to foresee the future. He cannot be happy and strong until he too lives with nature in the present above time. Now is the time in our service where we join together in an attitude of meditation and prayer. Let us breathe together in a bit of silence, and then I would like to say a prayer of lamentation. Beloved Spirit of life and truth, Blessed spirit of community and commitment. All angels and powers, we cry out to you. We see a world where people of all ethnicities have equity with one another. We see that world and we see it more and more clearly and we see the world in which we are mired at this moment ever more clearly as well. We ask for clarity about what can be done. We ask for determination, perseverance. We ask for resilience so that we might continue with the struggle. We ask for joy in the struggle. We ask to enjoy one another. We ask to find out how to enjoy our lives at the same time that we struggle. May it be so. Some say love It is a river That the tender some say love it is a razor that leaves your soul to bleed some say It's the heart. 
sad day, a strange day, a furious, angry, sorrowing, overwhelmed day. So many people around the world are dead from this virus. We who have the privilege of having houses and who can work from home are slowly beginning to notice that social distancing is a privilege in itself. Many people live in households where so many people are also living and going out into the pandemic to work and coming home and trying to be as careful as possible. We who have the privilege of solid medical care, our whole lives are slowly beginning to notice that those who couldn't afford medical maintenance of their health are fragile and are being disproportionately affected by this virus that is stalking the globe like a roaring lion seeking whom it may devour. The urban poor are more likely to be black and brown and the rural poor are all colors and they are all in danger because they work essential frontline jobs or they can't get masks or they have to go on public transportation or where they work is owned by folks who could not care less if they get sick and die because they are seen as replaceable. 
Almost every day we see white supremacy culture in action. Amy Cooper calls the police on Christian Cooper, a bird watcher, because he dared ask her to leash her dog. In our culture, white people, any white bodies, are allowed to enforce rules on black bodies. Black bodies shock white bodies when they enforce rules like, Hey, your dog is supposed to be on a leash, lady. And then the lady calls the police and makes her voice high and scared and victim-y so that the police will come and perhaps perpetrate violence upon this black man who dared enforce the rules on her. The Washington Post has used the phrase white-collar crime. The same day the police killed George Floyd, a black man handcuffed on the ground, already subdued, begging for his life, passers-by begging for his life. They murdered him callously in full view in the daytime. Always problematic, the Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota police. Now radicalized and empowered by an administration at the top in Washington, openly encouraging racism. The people have had enough. The people have had enough. We must respond with rage. Sometimes when you don't have enough power, when your voice has not been heard, you have to break things and even burn things to be heard by the heavy-footed, by the comfortable, powerful. It is into this tumultuous yet somehow hopeful world that we come to our flower communion. Hopeful because all of us are feeling together. All of us are grieving. All of us in our rage. All of us are disgusted. All of us are fed up and the status quo cannot continue. Flowers have always played a part in human expressions of grief. We lay flowers on the sidewalk where someone was hit by a car. We lay flowers on the side of the road where someone had an accident. We lay flowers at the cemeteries. We bring flowers to a house where someone has died. We toss necklaces of flowers onto the waves. The Unitarian Flower Ceremony or Flower Communion was created by a Unitarian minister named Norbert Chopik. He developed this flower celebration for his congregation in New Jersey in 1923. He'd been a Baptist minister in Newark, New Jersey, but he grew too liberal for the Baptists, and one of his dear friends suggested he might try the Unitarians. He and his wife joined a Unitarian congregation in Orange County, New Jersey, and then decided in 1921 to take Unitarianism to Czechoslovakia. Traveling to Czechoslovakia, they formed the Unitarian Church in Prague. And by 1930, Unitarianism was recognized by the Czech government. As the Nazis rose to power, though, 
the Nazis were certain of which people were value and which people were not, and they wanted to erase. They wanted to erase and pull up the flowers of the people who were Jewish, disabled, LGBTQ, and the travelers, the Roma, sometimes referred to derisively as gypsies. When the Nazis took control of Prague in 1940, they found Dr. Chapek's gospel of flower communion, which was that we are all flowers. We are different. We all have value. All flowers have value. Nobody ever said to a, a daisy, why aren't you a rose? The Nazis found his gospel of the inherent worth and beauty of every human person to be, as Nazi court records read, too dangerous to the Reich for him to be allowed to live. Dr. Chapek was sent to Dachau. And he was killed the next year during a medical experiment. This gentle, creative man suffered a cruel death. But his message of human hope and decency, love of differences, the message lives on and is amplified by almost every Unitarian Universalist congregation in our nation as we celebrate the flower ritual, the flower communion, the flower celebration. We join him in affirming that any culture that declares some humans of value and some expendable is an evil culture and must be opposed. If our culture leaves us alone because we are what it pictures as members of the culture, we must not be silent because silence is the easiest form of violence and we must not participate. We who identify as white must find our voices and speak. Let us now join in prayer as we bless the flowers that people have taken pictures of and sent for this ritual using Dr. Chapek's prayer. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessings on these, thy messengers of fellowship and love. May they remind us amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts to be one in desire and affection and devotion to thy holy will. May they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or sully our relationship, but may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do thy work in this world. May it be so. At the end of this service, Bear will post all of the photographs of flowers onto the church Facebook page. And you may look through them all and choose one or more 
to save to your own computer as a remembrance from this day. Each Sunday we continue to have an offering. This congregation is supported by the generous pledges of its members and friends, and we are deeply grateful to you for continuing to pay your pledges, even though we are distant now. We are all together holding this church, and it will be here when we return to the same room. But as you know well, the church is not the building. The church is us, and the church is open, even though the building is closed. There's a donate button on the page that you're watching this video on. If you would care to, and we would ask you to, go to the donate button and make a donation. The fund that you want to pick is plate. Thank you very much for continuing to be part of the story of this historic period in the church's life. All blessings on your gifts and all blessings on you as givers. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Sing with me if you care to the words of Holly Near. I am open and I am willing for to be hopeless would seem so strange. It dishonors those who go before us. So lift us up. To the light of change. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.